Another 95.1 The Peak exclusive interview. Joining us on the line is the mayor of Collingwood. We say hello to Brian Saunderson. Good morning, Mr. Mayor. Good morning. Uh, good morning. It's a wintry morning out there. <laughs> it sure is. Well, you called for it at the tree lighting, and so we're blaming you. <laughs> uh, well, I, I did. I did. I said let it snow, but I, I didn't think it would be this soon. <laughs> yeah, I'll take it, though. I'll take it. Uh, lots to talk about today. Of course, uh, this is budget time, and uh, the county budget is in, done, and voted on. Yes, it was voted on uh, yesterday at the county council meeting, and uh, this year the county budget comes in with a uh, about uh, five hundred million, just over five hundred million for operating costs, and one hundred thirty-two million for capital works, which include road works, uh, affordable housing, um, some injection into long-term care homes, and other uh, things. Uh, so, if the total budget comes to about six hundred thirty-eight million which represents about a 2% rate increase from last year. Uh, so that average, that amounts to about $5.47 per $100,000 of assessed value for our residents. And um, I think it's important for the residents to know that the tax portion of the county budget is about $192 million. So the, the remainder, which is about uh, $360 million, uh, comes from... Uh, uh, other sources like federal and provincial funding, as well as uh, own source revenues like user fees. Okay, now uh, that two percent increase. What does that? Is that instantly going to be like Collingwood residents can go? Well, that we know for sure. We got another two percent coming up on on our tax bill. Yes. Yeah. So well. So I. Um, I mean, it's uh, what it means is for if they look at their uh, county portion of their taxes last year, it will go up. Uh, by about five dollars and forty-seven cents okay. for hundred thousand dollars of their assessed value on their home, in the overall tax dollars uh, or property tax dollar, uh, for every dollar that our residents pay, about sixty cents of that stays in town for the, our Collingwood taxes, and then there's roughly a split of about twenty cents for the county and twenty cents for the education portion, and that varies a bit year to year, but that's roughly what it amounts to in Collingwood. To determine the uh, what we're doing with that 60%, of course, we have to have a town budget, and you're in the middle of doing that process. Yes, we are. Uh, town uh, staff, sorry, council had instructed staff uh, to come back with a budget that looked at about a 1% or less uh, rate increase uh, this year, and the staff did that. Um, uh, but there's some other expenses that uh, we're looking at for service enhancements, uh, like some funding for uh, affordable housing, uh, land base, uh, and other uh, things. So we're looking, I think, right now just around 2% or less, um, but that has to be uh, finalized, and uh, we are having two public sessions. There's a virtual public session that will be held by Zoom on November 30th from 3 to 5 p.m., and then there will be a live session at uh, uh, the library in the community rooms B and C on the third floor from 7 to 9 p.m. on November 30th as well. And council and staff will be available for both sessions. Uh, the Zoom details uh, you can find out uh, through Engage Collingwood. And uh, the live session, as I said, will be at the library. So we're looking for, uh, for public input. And the draft document uh, is available on the Engage Collingwood website. So if you go to engage.collingwood.ca 
forward slash 2022 budget. Uh, you can find the budget document there and uh, have a review, and we certainly look forward to getting some public input from our residents. Currently, there is a hold on uh, development uh, with a interim control bylaw. What's the update on that? Uh, again, it's about water capacity and land use planning. It is. Uh, and so, um, uh, as people know, the interim control bylaw was brought in to pause development when we realized we would pro- how it would have a water capacity issue before we get the new plant expansion completed by the end of 2025-2026. That was passed last April, end of last April. Mm-hmm. And uh, under the legislation, we have the, by, the uh, bylaw last a year. So in the interim, we've been working very hard on a couple of things. And one was to look at ways we could expand our water capacity. Uh, and we're doing that through retrofitting our existing plant with a UV disinfection unit which will get rid of the summer-winter differential because of chlorine dousing. Um, and during that time, we've been looking at, through a land use study, uh, uh, how we would create a water allocation framework so that moving forward we have a way to assess uh, development applications for uh, making sure that they are moving our community forward in ways that we want as a town and as a council. And that land use planning study has been prepared in draft. And yesterday we had two public input sessions, one for the local development community and one for our residents and other stakeholders. And those were held held virtually uh, yesterday, and they were very well attended. Each session, I think, was about an hour and a half. And uh, so with that uh, feedback, uh, staff and our consultant, Meridian uh, planners, will will go back and work on the assessment, uh, the land, or the water allocation uh, framework. And that will come back to council in December. And uh, hopefully we will have it approved before the end of the year. And then in the new year, we will pass the uh, zoning bylaw required and the official plan amendment that's required to implement that allocation framework. And it should be in place uh, by March. So that at that point in time, we will then lift the ICBL and all development applications will then go through the uh, the allocation framework as part of our planning approvals. Uh, and so, uh, but just uh, to reiterate what I've said before, uh, year to date, we're actually ahead of building permits uh, from where we were last year, and last year was a banner year. So through the exemption process, we have made sure under the ICBL that development has continued in town. I guess it does show you, though, how much development is, is looming on the horizon when you just put it that way. Uh, these sessions, are they, uh, what's the relationship with developers and residents who are, you know, d- doing their own uh, private building? Uh, are these heated discussions or are, the, for the most part, are people getting it and we're just trying to get along? Well, no, I think they're very constructive uh, okay. sessions because these are about, uh, the allocation framework is looking at things that are important to this community, um, and not just in the next four years as we move towards the um, uh, um, new water plant, the expansion of the water treatment plant, but uh, beyond that, uh, as we accommodate growth in our community. So uh, we're looking at things like uh, green infrastructure. So are the buildings, uh, are, are they green? Are they sustainable? Uh, from things like green roofs to perhaps uh, stormwater harvesting. So that, uh, you know, right now I'm told that uh, one-third of our purified water goes to flushing toilets and doing laundry. 
Wow. We don't need to use purified water for that. We could use rainwater, stormwater harvested. Um, and we know that stormwater with increasing rain frequency is becoming a problem. And it's overwhelming our storm sewer system. So if we can harvest rainwater, use that to flush our toilets, it means we use less purified water and we're diverting our stormwater and keeping it out of our, st- our sewers. Mm-hmm. So uh, there are ways that, that uh, green is going to create, you know, create a sustainable mm-hmm. community. We also know that we have an affordable housing um, crisis, as well as just a crisis in, in types of different inventory of housing, so rental stock. So do we need to encourage that moving forward? Um, also industrial uh, and commercial, because we need to create jobs. So this is a way that uh, lenses that we can use uh, as a community to assess development to make sure that it's uh, contributing to the type of community we all want to live in. So these sessions with developers and our community, I think, have been very constructive because we want to hear what's important for our residents uh, in terms of the evolution of our community. And Mayor Saunderson, one final thing, the announcement of the Order of Collingwood winners. Yes, that's always a very exciting time of year when we when we uh, select our order, order of Collingwood recipients. And uh, this year was, like every other year, a very difficult uh, decision as we worked through uh, uh, the application process. And we had a, uh, a number of great applications. And... As I'm looking through my papers here, I'm realizing that I don't have my list. And I had it with me just a second. Well, we could announce them next week. We could. We could announce them next week, but I was hoping to do it today. And I don't know what I've done with that piece of paper. Mild might have stole the papers to put her name on it, which is not correct. (laughs) Yes. She does And to put it in the news. Yes. Yes. You can you know what? We might have to announce it next week. I apologize. No worries. I, uh, All right, Mr. Mayor. Always a pleasure to talk to you. Brian Saunderson Someone is the Someone get mayor him some paper clips. Someone get <laughs> Mayor Saunderson, <laughs> thanks for joining us on Talk of the well, Town. You can drop that list off for me, Mel. I would appreciate it. <laughs> no problem. I'll get it back to Another 95.1 The Peak exclusive interview. For more discussions about your community, visit the Talk of the Town page at thepeakfm.com.